0: Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Creating a new query type, it's just the same repeat, rinse and repeat. So creating another GraphQL object, you kind of end up, especially on the Node server side, just creating a lot of like similar functions and pulling in different kind of GraphQL objects and strings and like what you want to basically pull out of your database. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. I am super happy to introduce amazing Nancy Crandall. Nancy is a Denver-based web developer at CPS with over 13 years of coding experience. With a passion for accessibility front-end stacks and a strong sense of curiosity to grow skills and lead a successful development project during her free time away um, from coding is spent mostly outside of enjoying um, open water swims playing hockey on an amateur women's league and hiking all over the rockies so nancy the floor is all yours. But the, cool. What we're going to talk today about is the journey into full stack with using um, GraphQL and React. Um, so some of this is going to be a very technical kind of deep dive into React and how you can use GraphQL um, APIs to basically pull in code. And um, we're going to do a pretty heavy deep dive into it. So. Um, beginning our journey into (laughs) full stack react. Um, we're going to go through and talk about first, what's the difference of actually what GraphQL is, and then we're going to go through and talk about what exactly rest API. And then we're going to go a little bit of the benefits and like kind of the pros and cons of GraphQL. And then we're going to go a little bit of a deep dive into a, um, react GraphQL project setup that I did. And then, yeah. And then we're just going to kind of just discuss, should you actually use GraphQL in your projects? All right, so let's begin our journey going into, and actually, as I should also explain, that I'm more of a front end developer. So I kind of recently, within the last, I guess, few years, I've been starting to get a little bit more into full stack. So when I started getting a bit more into full stack, I decided to kind of start taking this approach with using Node.js and kind of going a little bit more into having a using JavaScript as a full stack doing the back end and the front end coding. So What is exactly GraphQL? So GraphQL was actually created by Facebook in 2012. And it's basically a query data language that's basically used to pull in APIs. And it's basically uses a single endpoint to basically create multiple versions of the same API. And it's also used mostly in a headless setup. So kind of where you would have like a CMS or like, I think it was mentioned earlier with one of the keynote speakers. So they talked about using a CMS with WordPress and having headless setup you could technically use GraphQL in that kind of instance. Um, Yeah, so let's kind of talk a little bit about GraphQL and the difference between that and REST API. So GraphQL, um, and I think most people are familiar with REST. REST has been around forever. Um, It is basically, they kind of have different approaches to things, especially the schema definition language or the SDL. Um, REST is an endpoint that's tied to an identity resource. That means a lot of endpoints with different shapes. And GraphQL, on the other hand, has custom schema that can, developers can describe multiple operations in the same link as long as they identify it with a different keyword. There's also like different handling of resources. Um, REST, basically, as you can see, like if you wanted to make a, for example, a call for to like the Women Who Code database that pull the speakers and the topics, you would probably create multiple routes and have um, like basically URL paths to create and pull in that information and data. In GraphQL, it kind of uses a single endpoint. So you would actually do one call to your server and then, or to your database and pull all of that in. Um, Both REST and GraphQL have similar approaches to moving data and start functions. However, GraphQL repeats several times and (laughs) requesting details in a long run. This basically helps prevent overfetching or underfetching that often happens a lot inside of REST API. Um, One quick note I'll also talk about, if anyone's heard of GraphQL or one of the issues a lot of pain points people have, is the caching method. Um, REST is actually a little bit better at handling caching, and can use basically the get method, but however GraphQL using mostly the post method to fetch data, it's not really identified by URLs, and it can basically cause some issues. Um, I know there's a lot of resources and ways that you can fix it with GraphQL, but Again, it's kind of a little bit of a pain point. Um, yeah, so as I mentioned, just going again with like dating, getting that fetching that data that I talked about, there's just kind of a assume that like, basically you wanna pull in the information, like I mentioned, to have those speakers and get like the sessions of the topics and what those kind of different calls will look like. And you can see that REST API is making multiple kind of calls versus GraphQL, you kind of make one post Um, query call, and then you're able to get multiple, you can make mutations, which is basically you can, your application, like your React application can actually make edits into your database. Um, So yeah, it's kind of a high level, really quick rundown of differences between REST and GraphQL. Um, So yeah, let's continue onwards into it. So um, because React and GraphQL are both created by Facebook, that means these two applications work incredibly well together. So let's kind of get a little bit more into how we can figure out like what's the benefits of it and why we actually maybe want to use this for your project. So the GraphQL SEMA, and the great thing about it for a front-end developer is I think that it has a really great usable like understand AI, excuse me, um, UI interface that you can basically go through and make your queries, and it's also, I think, a little bit of an easier language, it kind of looks like a very simple kind of like JSON array output, so it's like not something that you, as a front-end JavaScript developer, it's not going to be unfamiliar to you. That means kind of like that readable hierarchical structure, the relationships between those are going to be definitely defined by the graphical structure, and everyday object types repeat kind of components, and it helps from object to type to object type to represent the component wrapping another component. So again, the structure I'll show you guys, it'll kind of makes a little bit of sense there. Um, The other nice thing about it is it's very, very like Even though it's new, I came out in 2012, um, there's a lot of open sources and a lot of like tutorials and a lot of applications that you can use that basically help you extend it and make it easier to code in the back end. And so you're not kind of having to code everything just vanilla JavaScript from scratch. Um, And I will also say the other nice thing about it is it kind of does not... uh, Dictate a specific kind of application structure. So your architecture and patterns can be introduced on existing REST API, and you can also work with all their existing API management tools. So you're not really structured into how to like do stuff. As I kind of mentioned a little bit, (laughs) there is a little bit of a learning curve, especially if you come from a REST API um, kind of setup and you're kind of used to doing that. I will also say too that there's can be a lot of nested complexity. The nice thing that you're doing one post call, but the issue is if you have a lot of data that you're pulling and you start nesting it, it can become really complex and cause some issues. And then um, the, also the biggest thing is GraphQL shifts a lot of the work to the server side. So the server ends up needing to do a lot more parsing and kind of pairing and querying and just verifying parameters. And as I mentioned also previously, we talking about the differences between REST and um, GraphQL, there's um, the caching is a huge issue. Um, where the REST API, you know, you can access multiple URLs um, and have a, on a resource level, but with uh, on the other hand, GraphQL is very complex because it needs to have each query and identifying, and it operates kind of as a different kind of entity. So, yeah, so. Enough of going over slides and kind of doing like, you know, reading all these bullet points. Let's actually look at some code. So, we're going to go directly into a lot more of a technical kind of aspect. We're going to basically show a little bit of like React and have a little bit of GraphQL breakdown and um, yeah, let's just go straight into it, get real technical real fast. So. I've created a basically a React on the front end and a Node on the back end uh, project. You can scan this QR code that I have on the PowerPoint, or you can go to my personal GitHub account. I created basically a demo with the idea that, kind of as I discussed previously, of like having a CMS, or if you have another website that you want to pull specific data from. So in this use case, I basically wanted to say. I want to pull all the speakers and their topics from the Women Who Code database, and I'm going to then pull that into my remote React app. Um, again, I'm using all mock data. I didn't actually do, <laughs> go in and pull data from the um, Women Who Code database. I, you know, this is, I'm all just using mock data for this kind of use case. So let's break down a little bit of what our project is going to look like. So as you can see here, that it's going to be basically a React application with uh, where I'm using basically Express and uh, GraphQL and as a Node.js server. Um, and then the database is just gonna be using mock data JSON, but um, in a future use case, I'd probably use MongoDB because it's pretty, re- works really well. And it's also um, within like a lot of stacks and stuff like that, that's pretty commonly used with React. Um, I also, if you guys haven't noticed, again, as I mentioned from a front end perspective, know this can be really daunting that you're like oh my gosh this is like i've got to set up a server and all these terrifying things but the good news is it's all javascript so like yes GraphQL is a new language but i'll show you guys it's not too different the nice thing is node.js is javascript and react app is works beautifully with this and you kind of have this really like everything is basically coming together that way so What's looking at the Mongo, or so excuse me. So this is basically what I would get for my MongoDB, is basically just a JSON array. And again, I will say that it's um, I have some data topics and speakers that I'm pulling from the database. And this is just basically what I would get in a JSON format. Cool. So I'm not gonna go extensively into setting up the Express and GraphQL server together. Um, That would just be kind of like a coding, you know. I don't wanna make this into a tutorial, um, but if you just look inside the um, GitHub repo, you can see in the server um, directory, you can basically look at the server and see how it's created. I will just make a quick note that just if you start to get lost and panicked, it's set up similar to a... um, any sort of React app, any sort of no- Next.js application where you're using a package.json to, to set up your server, you basically just do an install. I just wanted to highlight here that I'm just even on your uh, where you're setting up, you're adding in GraphQL that it's very similar to JavaScript. So, you basically how you would import any other sort of package and dependency in a JavaScript project, you do the same thing with GraphQL. So, you know, nothing too outlandish that we haven't seen before. And again, as I mentioned, the nice thing about GraphQL is it's very, very open source. There's so many guidelines. They have lots of tutorials. There's like 18 different ways, if not more, it's just how you can set up the projects. Um, I just want to highlight here again, that like if you notice the GraphQL IDs and syntax are very similar to what we see as most JavaScript object types. And it is like using JavaScript strings, integers and numerates. So the syntax is gonna be very similar that all of us front end developers are very like, used to and know how to do. So this is again all on the Express Server side. We haven't actually set up anything. Um, this is just basically creating query types and I'm going through and creating up the topic query query type. So that's all this is here, you basically going through and just creating it and then saying what I'm parsing my or adding my objects as. Um, so yeah. So On the left side, if you remember, that's our JSON data that I'm pulling from the database. And then what I'm doing here is making my query call, which is basically from what I did previously in my Node Express JavaScript is basically creating a little query, which is the GraphQL, basically making a post command um, to um, grab the code and basically pull it into um, my GraphQL server and then... It outputs it as that nice little JSON array um, so I'm also going to mention here as you can see here I'm running it on port localhost so this is um, basically using the graphQL Express library server on with backslash HTTP or backslash graphql and the HTTP endpoint on port 4000 and that's all I'm doing to just kind of have this all running all right so pulling in more data and then I just want to kind of like re show again that like creating a new query type, it's just the same repeat, rinse and repeat. So creating another GraphQL object, you kind of end up, especially on the node server side, just creating a lot of like similar functions and pulling in different kind of GraphQL objects and strings and like what you want to basically pull out of your database. Um, I also want to just mention, this is kind of the powerhouse of GraphQL. Again, using the single endpoint in the same database and just being able to want to pull in the speakers like I do with the topics and just pulling in all that data. So yeah, so this is going through the same thing. Um, just again, creating new query. You don't have to specify if you're doing a query. You can also just have it as these two nice little brackets and it'll pull in my data, which all I did was add in the speakers with it on top of my topics. Um, and now I'm pulling all that data in. So now I'm getting both the topics and also the women who code speakers. So just also a quick note, you don't have to call in all the data. So like, for example, I have inside of my database, people's occupations. Maybe I don't want that. So it's just removing it simply from my query. And then it will pull up, just remove it from my data. Um, Really easy. And again, this doesn't also dictate it on the React side. This is just also the GraphQL UI that lets me know if I'm pulling in my queries correctly, and also what kind of my endpoints gonna basically output so I can actually see what I'm getting. And it's really nice. And also it will, if you are missing anything, I should have actually shown this, it will show you if you have an error or if it'll help you also has really nice docs and like again, walks you through this. So let's get into React, the fun stuff. So (laughs) going to back to a little bit more of what we know, um, again, I'm a vanilla JavaScript developer, by trade, so I basically um, used a, just a vanilla JavaScript fetch, fetch API to basically pull in my data like you would with any sort of API. Um, what this basically does is it's just going to pull our from our local host uh, running the GraphQL Express server in the background. Um, I am now pulling in my query API data and then basically Going through, and then you can see I'm the same query that I dropped inside of the UI of the GraphQL server. I'm now pulling that into my React project. And how I created this, also on a side note, this React project is just literally React start app. I didn't do anything with it. I didn't add any other fancy stuff. I'm just literally dropping this straight into the app.js. Cool. So I also want to mention, as I said before. I'm, uh, since I'm using React, I'm going to go ahead and use effect and the use state because those are really awesome tools that it's used within um, React to basically make a network request. Um, I'm, again, since I'm also using the vanilla JavaScript of the fetch API, but I just basically want to call out that the use effect in the sense this is basically kind of making an async call and a catch statement to pull in the data. And then the use state is basically setting those speakers and set speakers that it's actually making it kind of, it's a simply like I would compare it to like a JavaScript await that's like after the data is set, it adds in those values and then passes it into like into the use state array, if that makes sense. So you'll see later on, <laughs> um, basically again, just highlighting using those to make those network requests that's being set and added into that speakers that I'm going to pull down later into my react render. So lower on the page, I would have my React render here. And I just want to call out that the validate, basically the data is being pulled in. I'm just using JSON stringify just to output it onto the page, using React doing the best thing that it can do. You can notice there that I'm using also that speakers that I talked about that's being defined to the use state is now being pulled into here. And it's just dumping all my data in. Cool. And then, Again, using those speakers to just kind of clean it up, doing what one of the map um, array or map filters that one of the things that JavaScript React, excuse me, loves doing. So just kind of going through and then looping that. And then later on, creating also in the secondary using within that map to make a second map to pull in also the topics. Um, Yeah. So it's just cleaning it up with some nice map and then going through and adding some nice CSS and making it real pretty. All right, so should you use GraphQL? <laughs> should you go on this journey and actually end up using it for your project? Um, I think it comes down to like any sort of coding situation of whether or not you it actually fits your project requirements, if you actually need to go through and implement or if you have like or what's your use case for it if you have any stack limitations, you know. There's all those kind of things of whether or not for myself as a front end going into Full Stack, I think it is an excellent tool that helps you with all the support. And it's also like was intended to be built. I mean, it was made by the Facebook team. So it was intended to be built with React. So like it is really partnered and paired a lot with it. And so it's got the mindset for front-end developers. And kind of with that being said, there's so many different ways that you can integrate it. You don't have to just use vanilla JavaScript fetch API. There's multiple clients and ways to pull in GraphQL. Um, There's a ton of popular libraries that are made to make it easy to interact with it, including um, Adobe Experience Manager um, actually has a built-in GraphQL thing. So if you wanna have that uh, GraphQL editor and API and they actually have a ton of tutorials of how to set it up um, as well as WordPress does. So there's many ways that you can get around it and add it back in, then to have like basically make your project easier. So looking over it, um, GraphQL I think is basically was intended to be used for front end developers, with them in mind, especially since it was there to help. Simplify the ways to request answers with sometimes really complex and very heavy data structures, and it makes it easy to do a bit more um, without having to rewrite all your code. And I know a lot of myself included, have always very hesitant to jump into a lot of full stack projects or even do everything from the back end to the front end because sometimes it's really daunting to learn a new language or to jump in and try to be like, learn a whole new setup and everything. And server setup can sometimes be terrifying. But (laughs) the nice thing is, is that there is a setup you can use that's, you know, thankfully with Node.js and Express or Fastify, if you want to try something even that's a similar adjacent to Express, you can have a quite easy way to do a server setup and then pull in cool like, things to like GraphQL and be able to talk to databases and pull in and work with your whole projects. Um, Yeah, so I think overall GraphQL kind of helps make this much more of a database clear way of working with it and make it becoming a full stack developer a much more obtainable goal. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission, and the work we do across the tech industry visit our website womenwhocode.com you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at women who code be sure to check out our youtube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos just go to youtube.com backslash women who code thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.